This is the Pennyworth Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're talking about Pennyworth, Season 3, Episode 9, Rag Trade. So, who is Dr. Glove? You remember Jessica Thistle? It was a CIA drug that made her hacker parents up. Dr. Glove invented it. What your Francis is doing. Francis is going to drug all of London. How's that? He was heading off when I got there last night, said he was going to set free the city. What else could that mean? Well, did he say how? Nope. Well. Thanks for rescuing me. Bye. You're leaving? What about Francis dragging the whole of London? Hi, we have to do something. I am. I am getting the fuck out. As happened when 50 people took that stuff, an entire city on it? Hell no. I'm off to the airport. You make a cute couple, by the way. Oh, no, we are not. Welcome back, fellow governors. We are back in the DC Batverse with Pennyworth. This is the Pennyworth podcast, and we're looking at episode nine of season three, Rag Trade. I am one of your hosts, John. I am one of your other hosts, Derek, for the penultimate episode yes. of Pennyworth season three. Oh, fudge. Indeed. <laughs> or fug, I guess. <laughs> well, yes, possibly. Uh, as, as Alfie did mention in this episode. Um, <laughs> Welcome back, fellow governors, mm-hmm. and of course to any new fellow governors that are joining us. Uh, please uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast over on tvpodcastindustries.com, yeah. where you can choose any straight-laced or groovy podcast catcher of your choice, or just search Pennyworth podcast on your podcast player of choice yeah good good time to mention that we uh, have covered every single episode of pennyworth and every single episode of gotham on our on our podcast uh, feed for pennyworth uh, available there on our on any groovy or straight laced podcast catcher but on our main feed on tv podcast industries we've also covered a huge number of shows over the time that we covered those two shows gotham and pennyworth uh, lots and lots of shows over there and um, so should be loads of stuff for you to sick your teeth into if you're just hearing our thoughts on pennyworth yes please Please come and join us for mm-hmm. all the content that we've got over on TV Podcast Industries. Yeah, yeah. And we'd love to hear from you about your thoughts on Pennyworth. You can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or you can pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries to leave your thoughts for our Royal Mail feedback section for Pennyworth. Um, we're not too sure exactly how we're going to cover the final episode for Pennyworth. It's coming out next week. We do have it available and we usually record ahead of time on these episodes, but We'd love to hear your thoughts on the season and on any of the episodes so far. So please share your thoughts. Um, if we get enough feedback in, we will record another episode uh, talking about your feedback. Or we'll just record our finale episode a little bit late so that we can get some of your feedback in there as well. Yes, all new news to me. Well, that's why we're having the discussion. We might as well involve our fellow governors exactly, in the discussion. Exactly. What do you think? <laughs> well, yes, I'm just thinking about the time to fit in a another episode. We still have one outstanding from our coverage of um the umbrella academy we do we do we still so, have, to, have to give out our, our uh, prize for our yes, pub quiz exactly. on umbrella academy we have to give out our uh, our prize for our um she hulk attorney at law bar exam as well so uh, those are all coming up though 
They're on their way. They are on their way <laughs> for sure. But let us crack into our spoiler-filled discussion of episode nine, Rag Trade. Yep. Derek, who gave us what, where, when, how, and why? Well, the episode was written by Robert Hull. This is the third episode of Pennyworth after writing episode three and five of this season, and he also wrote seven episodes of Gotham. Why do we always mention Gotham on this podcast, John? Because, a bit like with the MCU, it's all connected it with the creatives behind Pennyworth and also Gotham. Absolutely. Bruno Heller, Danny Cannon, and now John Stevens all on board as executive yes. producers for the show. Uh, this episode was directed by Rob Bailey. This is his ninth episode of Pennyworth. He'll also direct the finale next week. Um, he directed the penultimate episode of season one and the last two episodes of season two as well, and also directed 11 episodes of Gotham. Wow, it really is Gotham alumni going on here. It's a family yeah. show. It's a family show, I think, uh, what we'll say. The Gotham family. Our bat family, of course. That's the easier way to say it. Uh, do want to call out a, a great piece of feedback we got in uh, from Patrick Lemke who finally made the connection for us that we haven't been able to make all season um, do you remember we mentioned back in season one and season two that the names of the episodes normally aren't connected to the shows but we're trying to find some connection and it turned out that it was actually Bruno Heller was naming them all after very famous uh, singers from the uh, from the 60s and that was kind of it and then a couple of weeks ago last week actually uh, we were talking about Red Marauder the episode title yes. could that possibly be be a DC villain that they were trying to reference it's not none of it is these are all episodes named after famous racehorses in the UK and around the world. So all of the names of the episodes, including Rag Trade this week, are all names of racehorses. No particular connection with the episodes. So thank you, Patrick, for pointing it out. We were trying too hard um, to, to fit <laughs> we it in. We certainly were. We <laughs> certainly were. Good stuff. But John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 9, Rag Trade? Sure. After he murdered his father in Gotham, Thomas Wayne returns to Martha and his daughter Samantha in London. He gets some alone time to explain himself to Martha, as Mrs. P takes Samantha to the park. But Martha's backlash is interrupted by the arrival of Mrs. P, who's there to take Samantha to the park. But wait, who was that that left their home with their daughter? It's a previously unseen person with enhancements who is able to make themselves look like anyone. They want money from Thomas and wants him to admit to his crime. While Thomas follows all of the instructions to bring his family back together, Alfie tries to help them catch the PWE that is impersonating his mum. The PWE catches them all and reveals themselves to be CIA agent Virginia Devereux. Still angered by Thomas exposing her plan with the lullaby drug, she tries to force Thomas to kill his wife. But as Thomas turns on her and Alfie interrupts, Martha guns down Virginia Devereux, killing her. Meanwhile, Lucius Fox follows his plan to find his PWEs from the government's secret level 7. He learns that their experiments are killing innocent people. When he finds a way to free them, they team up with the now-powered Bet Sykes and turns on their captors as her sister Peg returns with her adopted daughter. Alfie resolves to prove to Sandra that he truly wants to marry her and bring up their child, and Dave Boy and his girlfriend Sally reconnect while investigating the death of Dr. Glubb. But they may be too late, as artist Francis Folks has already gotten to the milk supply and laced it with his version of the lullaby drug. <sighs> Every storyline connected in this the exactly, episode. <laughs> yes, and only, only in Pennyworth would it go into the milk supply and not the water supply. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, 
I sometimes forget uh, the type of show I'm watching um, when I'm watching Pennyworth. Uh, and it's, it's no criticism at all of the show, but in Gotham, this would have been quite easily accepted when you get into like the season four, season five. There's a, a little bit of tongue in cheek uh, and always was within Gotham. I think it's probably because on this show, most people are playing it so straight. There's no big standout performance on the show um, where you feel like somebody's really in on the joke. Yeah. This episode, there's lots of, I think, connections to the Batman 66 series, that kind of uh, campiness almost, but played completely straight in here. We have, you know, people revealing themselves as being characters we may have forgotten about from earlier on in the season. We have a drug going into the milk supply and milk floats going out across across uh, all of England in the slowest delivery system ever, you know. Um, we have <laughs> exactly. people being knocked out in the back of the car by one spray of a, of a knockout drug, you know. All of this stuff, if played in a different way, could be a, co- a comedy movie. In but some, that's in some it. Ways. It's as though Batman 66 is there with a liberal dolloping of lots of swearing, mm-hmm. and as well as the straight-laced uh, portrayal. And it, yeah. it, it's a really interesting mix, to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. Shall we get into our major points uh, for the episode, John? Yes. Let's kick off with our first point Alfie ain't getting married in the morning. No, he's not. He certainly isn't, (laughs) and neither should he. I think I was totally in Sandra's camp Mm -hmm. here as she rejects his proposal. Um, Like, he's certainly doesn't sound convincing, and to, you know... It's it's simply honour, which, you know, given he's military, you can see that that would be the case, but it's all about doing the duty now that he's done it mm. and you know when sandra asks him you know kind of quite sh- straight you know does he love her mm-hmm. you know he's like yeah of course i do you know we've known each other since such and such but it's a platonic you can tell it's platonic you know there's that it's not to say he doesn't and it's not to say he won't come to his senses but in that moment yeah. you realize there have been other women that have always come in a as a priority above Sandra mm-hmm. and to an extent he always played it off as friendship and in that moment it comes off as that plutonic friendship yeah and um, which Sandra for Sandra's part she's always loved him and that's what she said and his you know he as he says he didn't want it and that's very honest but at the same time then is prepared to sort of do something and commit and marry yeah. her, but for all the wrong reasons. And exactly. she absolutely nails it. Yeah, his, his actual line to her is, what does wanting it have anything to do with anything? And when she says to him, is this what you want, Alfie? You know, at the end of the day, Sandra is someone that he's gone back to multiple times since losing Esmond Winnicus back in, back in season one. But even this season, when they seem to be really connecting back together again, seem to finally be mending their relationship and seem to be boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, even then, he went off with Miss Kin. You know, that was like the next day after yeah. really rekindling that relationship with uh, with Sandra. So he's it's the mistaken sense of duty here with, exactly. Pen- with Pennyworth. It's not that he doesn't love her. It feels like when she asks that question, he asks that question to her, do you love me? And when she asks it back to Pennyworth, it's almost like Alfie's going, oh, I never really even considered that. No, exactly. <laughs> but and as she says to him, you know, she doesn't want to be a duty. Yeah. it It's all tied up for the wrong reasons and i i love that this episode was bookended in this way because at the end 
you know, you see uh, Alfie connecting to save um, Martha and Thomas's young daughter, Samantha, mm-hmm. and her helping him. And he gives her a big hug and it's outside where, you know, he tells his mum uh, what has happened earlier that day with the proposal. Mm-hmm. And as his mum tells him, you know, it's it's your job to prove that you want it to yeah, Sandra. Exactly. Um, I, lo- and, I love when he know, describes what happened to Mrs. P. Mary just goes... Um, you didn't tell her like that, did you? And it was almost verbatim what Alfie said to her. Exactly. It was just the way he put and talked about it to Sandra. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely um, with Sandra for rejecting that off-the-cuff proposal. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But there could be something happening next week. I know we're, we um, don't like to connect the titles of the episode to what's happening, but... Let's see when we come to the title of next week's episode whether it might connect to what could be going on in the show. Uh, that deals with the cliffhanger from episode 8 uh, where Alfie proposed to Sandra. Sandra's rejecting him. Now it's on Alfie to prove that uh, that he wants this. I do wonder uh, if we will end off with a married Alfie by the end of the season or will there uh, I don't know in the in what happens in the James Bond world when he truly falls in love with a woman, will there be another um, big bad moment coming up uh, for a love of Alfie Pennyworth? Well, absolutely. Mm. Or given the reconnection of Dave Boy and Sally, it could be them. It could be. It could be. Let's go on to another one of our major points for the episode. I think I think the kidnapping of Samantha forms a big proportion of this episode, a big a big uh, section of this episode. Last couple of episodes, we haven't seen very much of Thomas Wayne. Um, we've had the discussions on this side of the ocean in London uh, after the murder of uh, Thomas Wayne's father from Martha trying to reach him. She won't. Uh, he won't pick up the phone to her. Um, we had Patricia come in saying that he's in mourning. He's in loss. He's got a lot to deal with. Um, but she. Uh, didn't really pay attention as to why he wouldn't be in contact. But it's always been in the back of Martha's mind that she thinks that he is the one responsible for his father's death, that he's the murderer. And it's all confirmed here as Thomas returns. Um, the kidnapping happens, I guess, as Mrs. P takes uh, takes Samantha out. But just let's quickly talk about this, that discussion between Martha and Thomas, where Martha's effectively saying, I knew you're the murderer. And Thomas is going, well, this is the reason why I didn't come home, because... I knew you'd know, and I know you, I know you enough to feel you wouldn't treat me the same. And how could I explain this to you as to why I did it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's also that exasperation of, uh, you know, they say, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. um, about the situation because it's kind of been left to drift uh, and not get resolved. Yeah. Um, the whole thing, I mean, even to the point that Thomas you know, brings up again um, Martha not, telling him about her actual job, the full details of her actual job. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, again, I was with Martha. That is pure deflection from Thomas. Yeah. It's like, it's not my fault that you went to Gotham and killed your own father. Yeah. Um, Putting us and our family at risk. And, you know, again, I like... Yeah, to make him feel better. Yeah, but, so. I, but I do like how that argument takes place because it does feel really natural between the two of them. Thomas has an opinion. He's trying to be really... He is really defensive about the fact that yeah. the decision that he's made, but the argument crops up because... Martha throws it in his face that she, he's put their family in danger by doing that. And he's going, but you do that every day and you never told me. So that's the whole reason for it. It's not that he's right or she's right. Both of them have an opinion and they, they can't seem to get get over the hump of, of 
how to get past this. But in my opinion, Martha's opinion uh-huh. is the better opinion. So making her more right. Fellow, that's all I'm saying. Fellow governors, you see how our arguments go. At home well, well, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the look on Martha's face anyway mm-hmm. as he comes in the door. I mean, it was just the, the taken aback look, the yeah. sudden reappearance of Thomas. It was priceless and really well done. Yeah, it almost feels like in her face you can almost read this, how dare you walk back through the door without giving me the opportunity to prepare for it. It's what it feels like, yeah. you know, when she calls him every time, if she picked up, if he'd picked up the phone in Gotham, Martha would have been prepared to have a conversation. If he told her, I'm on the flight back, and she was waiting for him, Martha could have been prepared. But him turning up at the door, opening the door, walking in with a teddy bear and giving their daughter a hug, is the last way she wanted this conversation to start. But it's all interrupted as Mrs. P arrives to take care of Samantha after Mrs. P just left with Samantha to, Samantha to go to the park. What a great moment here. Yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed this. Weirdly, this is something, I, th- I don't think we even mentioned it in notes last week, but in the background, you there's a kind of a conversation that's going on about Lucius where he's talking about some of the other PWEs that exist in this world. And he says, I've heard of a PWE that can even change its face and become yes. anyone that, that it can be. And you hear Lucius postulating as to what it could have been, what kind of experiment could have turned a person into this type of PWE with this enhanced ability to change their face. And lo and behold, this week we have that PWE in the show. Uh, we need to interrogate those lines from people in the background more often, John. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> it's, a ni- it's a nice setup that turns into this. And Dorothy Atkinson, uh, who plays uh, Mary Pen- Pennyworth and has since the first first season, she's always had this great um, ability to be really friendly, really open, and here she has to do has to play the villainous role uh, as this uh, as this um, changeling, effectively, and she does such a great job. Definitely, she really is able to camp it up, really able to be the villain for the episode, and you you almost can see the difference between the two Mrs. P's. If you put the two oh, of them side by side, you could tell which one yeah, is which. Absolutely, right? it yeah. was done really, really well, mm-hmm. um, and. And then it looks quite straightforward that mm-hmm. it's um, a kidnapping and extortion for money. Um, and then it starts creeping in that, that it's almost as though, you know, they know um, that Thomas has killed his father. Mm-hmm. There is this sudden moment where there is a note at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park where he has to confess um, what he has done, which he does. But ultimately, as it moves forward and, and as they themselves, Martha and Thomas, are kidnapped with a beautifully quick uh, knockout gas. Fantastic. Um, really good. Really Batman 66 vibe uh-huh. to that. Yeah. Um, with the little spray of the aerosol from uh, the Mrs. P doppelganger. Yeah. Um, and that's how Alfie was taken out as well. Alfie was following them. Yeah. Mrs. P arrives behind him. And uh, he turns in the open air and gets sprayed in the face and gets knocked out. Like, you know, it, this is, this is again, totally Batman 66. Yeah, but uh, it ultimately turns out to be more sinister because of who uh, the the PWE is. Exactly, exactly. One quick thing. Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park, that's a real place where people go down and, and yeah. some people talk about religion. Some people talk about, uh, about theories. Some people talk about... Um, Anything, really, that they want to. They just stand in a box and they they talk about anything. It's basically like the 60s, 70s equivalent of Twitter, right? Yeah, old age Twitter, I guess. Um, Yeah, it's a public space for discussion, debate, you know, congregation to listen to views. I mean, Uh pre-1960s, it would be the, you know, 
back in the Victorian period, that mm-hmm. is how um, messages would have gotten out. You oh, know, it's the whole idea of getting on your soapbox. Yes, and exactly. that phrase. So, exactly. um, yeah, it, it's. I, I think it still operates in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems like a fun place to go if you're in uh, if you're in London, <laughs> for maybe. Just, just to see what's going on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think. Um, but you're right. Let's let's talk about the big twist. But it 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 becomes, as I'm saying, more sinister mm-hmm. with the reveal that this is Virginia Devereaux, effectively on a revenge mission. Um, you know, yeah. working outside of the CIA, knowing that it will be Mrs. P that will be blamed, uh, and wanting Thomas. Uh, to effectively kill Martha because mm-hmm. his failure to do that, the the expose of the lullaby drug and what she was doing effectively meant that she was about to be fired and only offering herself up as an experimental human to yes. be converted to a PWE saved her and she's now back in the field. But, I mean, this was all, you know... I I have to say, I think with Thomas and Martha tied up and Virginia revealing herself, mm-hmm. um, but also Thomas going towards Martha with the knife, seemingly, I mean, you kind of, in the back of my mind, I knew that he wasn't going to do it, yeah. but um, it was all really tense and, and fraught. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was superbly done, that scene. And even then cutting back to... Alfie and the real Mrs. P with Samantha mm-hmm. tied up in the cellar of their house uh, with the goon guarding them. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that because it, it just added this layer of tension. Um, and then the, the fight between Virginia and Thomas with Martha effectively taking a headshot to Virginia. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the surprise on Alfie's face. Mm-hmm. All that was really just so well and um, kind of done i really enjoyed this whole sequence and yeah. even then with i guess that um road to damascus moment for alfie in the cellar with samantha where mm-hmm. she where he talks to her I, I love the the little connection with him uh Giving the, the 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 child's story, the kind of the fable of the the lion and the mouse, mm-hmm. uh, knowing she's got this little mouse hairpin, and again, Samantha really astutely, you know, mm-hmm. goes running over to place it in his hands with the goon there, who then drags her off. So like she's she's um, a spy in the making Absolutely. here. You know, she's learnt something from from Martha. I would say yep. so. I really enjoyed that because, as I say, it's that kind of road to damascus moment for for um alfie uh it, it's the reason he gives S- samantha the big hug at the end once uh she's safe mm-hmm. and realizes that maybe you know marriage and children is something that he does want something yeah. worth fighting for exactly. protecting you name it so i i kind of i like this whole sequence i thought it ties nicely then to as we've said mrs p telling him you have to prove to sandra that you actually now want this exactly. after the the guff that came out in the morning yeah absolutely and, and also again we can't repeat this enough you know this is alfred pennyworth who becomes really closely connected with 
the Waynes and them with Bruce Wayne, you know, um, having him connect with a kid here in this moment, something that we haven't really seen in the series that much. We've seen it in some of the flashbacks that we saw earlier on this season, but having those little moments where we get a bit more development of Alfie as to the kind of mantle he's going to take on in the future. These are all important things to have in your prequel show, uh, yeah. showing how he gets to the point to, of being Sean Pertwee with David Mazous uh, in the future, in this in this world. It's not totally connected to Gotham. We do know that, but it's it, they're, they're great little moments to have. Definitely. I also love in the fight, uh, just to call out with Virginia, Devereaux and, uh, and Thomas Wayne, where um, she throws him on his back almost instantly and says, if you were in the CIA and I had to train you, I'd throw you out in the, on day one just for this, basically. So, <laughs> as as in, you can't even take me out. There's no way you'd make it into uh, into it. You must have gotten there by being rich. Uh, I love how she calls out all the reasons that she's here. You know, not only did he disrupt her plan, he also has killed the head of Wayne Enterprises, which was the best connection that the CIA had into industrial politics, I guess. So he has destroyed everything in her career and now she's going to take every, take away everything in her life. And as you say, the things she's had to do to make up for that in the CIA is get experimented on and become a yeah. PW yourself. We hear later on that there are um, PW programs going on in America, in the Soviet Union at the time, or in the, the Soviets have it, um, and in China. Uh, all of them have their own PWE programs, not just the UK. So, while we've seen all these developments within Pennyworth, while we've seen people like Captain Blighty coming out with their superpowers as one of the earliest DC characters with powers, I guess, yeah. we're also now aware that this has been going on around the world. So, of course, we're going to start to see the creation of characters within the Batman universe coming out of uh, these PWE experiments around the world. Yeah, definitely. So, love these connections. Really, really think it's cool having this in episode nine. Yeah, for sure. Speaking I- of the PWEs. Yes, let us get into our third point. Mm-hmm. Lucius investigates the people with enhancements. Go on, Lucius. We knew he was going to take on board this whole mission that he'd set up for himself. Remember the Lucius that we've met all the way throughout all of these seasons. He's been very unwilling to jump in and do anything that might put him out of his comfort zone. So this idea that we have him here breaking into a government office. Yeah, infiltrating yeah. level seven. It's very cool. It's a very cool development for the character. I think it works really well. Like he's he's undercover. Um we see him uh, his version of undercover is um a wearing blue a, a lab slightly coat. different lab yeah, coat. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he he goes in, finds some of the members of his um PWEs that that he had been working with for years. Um particularly the girl with the glasses that he tried to yeah. fix uh, earlier on in the season, um, and then has to go and find a way to release them. But while trying to find a way, I love how he's uh, bumbling his way through the uh, through the uh, control system, turns on the music to begin with, and then opens the blinds, which could have revealed him to all the other uh, all the other scientists that are doing the experiments. But what's revealed to him is there are experiments being carried out on general members of the public. He doesn't really know who those people are, but there's nobody there that it seems, is a willing participant in these experiments. Well, the experiment goes very crispy yes, uh, very quickly mm-hmm. um, and it is, is, goes pretty badly wrong. I mean, even just before Lucius infiltrates down and comes through the vent, we see uh, one of the PWEs trying to escape the guy from the first episode yeah. with the bionic arm um, where he is effectively shot as he tries to escape and is just dragged with the blood smear um, down the corridor that Lucius has to follow. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty dire 
level seven if you're a PWE. And I like how that connects with General Thursday being called away to uh, Prime Minister Aziz, where he is effectively, you know, calls in General Thursday to question him about uh, his his experimental program in level seven. Mm -hmm. And we get this power politics play where, you know, Parliament has told him to do this. It's Parliament that has to shut him down. It can't be done just by the Prime Minister. Um, Unless he has proof, which is really important. This seems like something that General Thursday is really working on. Remember, again, General Thursday, part of the Raven uh, Union, uh, doesn't have much time for Prime Minister Aziz, definitely here. But this is, again, an answer to a question we had last week. Does Aziz know? Is he conscious of everything that's going on? He knows about level seven, doesn't know the extent of what they're doing, has concerns about it. Well, as yeah, as he says, are people's rights being violated, mm-hmm. which yeah. we see quite quickly that they are. Yes. And certainly Lucius does as well. I thought it was interesting and added to the question I've had before. The specifics of what he says are English people's rights being violated. He says English people, not British, which I think is interesting. So yeah. still questioning whether um, England is one country and, and includes Scotland and Wales or are they separate countries? But uh, wondering about that, but also wondering if some of those prisoners that had been kept underground potentially are those the people that they're experimenting on uh here are they are they prisoners are they prisoners from foreign countries that nobody's aware are still maybe yeah. being held by uh by the british government so uh, it's all, all very intriguing but i do like the pushback from general thursday unless you have proof i've been given the mandate by by parliament therefore you can't stop it so uh lots of tension there between those two yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but then Lucius finally manages to find the button to hit the escape yeah. and all chaos. Uh, we have sirens going off and the great moment of Bet Sykes rejuvenated with enhancements. Definitely. But quite what? Don't know unless it is super strength. I think because it's super strength. Yeah. <laughs> she is certainly cracking the necks of those guards very easily. Yes, she is absolutely. I do. I do like that when Lucius released everybody. Even though it takes him a couple of minutes to get back down, it's as if he was waiting for them all to be just sitting in their cells for him to lead them out to glory. You know, when he comes downstairs and it's like. Where's everybody gone? And of course, they're taking it out in their captors. These are powered people. Yeah. They they all have powers, so they join together and turn on their captors and kill. Quite a few of them. So everyone, including Bet Sykes, go on the rampage mm-hmm. here. I love that. You know, he has to kind of stand her down from snapping his neck. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, "Are you involved in this?" Yeah. Um, and he's like, "No, I'm here to save them." And it's like, "Good." But then General Thursday arrives back. Yes. Yeah. So I would like to know how that goes because, given the um. The strength that Bet Sykes seems to have, mm. I just feel she would run over and snap his neck. Well, yes, could be the end of General Thursday. It really uh, could next Wednesday. <laughs> but we also get a little bit of a little bit of the connection. Uh, so Bet, Sty- Bet Sykes was dying on the bench outside of uh, John Salt's place when the people from Level Seven came to take over John Salt's place yes. after his death. Found her there. She thought they were scientists. She thought they were uh, medical people coming to help her out and it turned out that she was being uh, put into this program to be experimented on so uh, yeah i don't know whether i'd like to 
um, be on the receiving end of an angry Beth Sykes, no, especially now. All. I don't think I ever would have seen, would have been on the bad side of uh, of Beth Sykes, but now with Paris, oof, not fun. N- not at all. And a, a little sidestep here, uh, and connecting into our fourth and final point mm-hmm. is that we do have the lovely uh, reappearance of her sister yes, Peggy Sykes as well arriving. Um, Peg has always had the best hair in the show. Definitely. Now that we've moved into the 70s, I have to just call out that hairstyle is <laughs> it was fantastic. Great, yeah. uh, instantly recognizable, instantly annoyed at what the hell has my little sister done this time. Exactly. <laughs> um, you can really and, catch it, yeah. And consistently creepy in that she's just the watching Sally and Dave boy who have reignited their relationship mm-hmm. on the sofa in Alfie's office. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just wondering what Chandley will think when he arrives in for his nine to five. Um, well, yeah. You know, he but- had self health and safety questions about a body being on the bar downstairs <laughs> exactly. and now in his office upstairs. <laughs> so I yeah. really, really enjoyed just the weirdness of Peggy Sykes's arrival as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as she's there smoking a cigarette, watching Sally and Dave Boy reigniting their love, which brings yeah. us back to our fourth point, which is Dave Boy investigates with Sally. Yes. And um, the, the disappearance uh, of Dr. Globe and effectively connecting the dots here, uh, Dave Boy does. And I, I love that moment where Sally goes... I knew there was a reason why I fell for you because you are clever. You yes. did this on your own because uh, Dave Boy almost like needs. Then he's he's looking for his crutch of Alfie to say, well, "What do I do next?" And mm-hmm. she goes, "But you figured this all out yourself. The the connection of Doctor Globe with the lullaby drug, with what's happened uh-huh. at this art event, with what potentially may happen uh, now that uh, Francis Fox has gone out." Uh, you know, after he gets the additional information from Patricia, who mm-hmm. he manages to find in one of the closets yeah. of the um, of the room where the murder of Doctor Glove had taken place, and yeah. I loved Patricia here. I love her. Um, yeah. It was just so so good. Her kind of she she looked exhausted and then mm-hmm. was basically right i'm out of here i'm getting a plane because there's no way i'm sticking around for this <laughs> it's just oh, like i think i'm in patricia's boat here yeah, yeah. Uh, i love well. it it's like it's, it's like we've uncovered this this big mystery of something <laughs> some doom's gonna come to london and she goes well i'm getting the f out of here then and that's it i'm yeah. gone thanks <laughs> fantastic. She, i think she goes thanks but i'm off to the airport mm-hmm. um yeah i really Really like that. But, yeah, yeah you have Dave Boy realising the drug is the lullaby drug. Mm-hmm. At the, the dead doctor is Dr. Glub, who created it. Mm-hmm. And then we have the, the you know, well, what is going to happen? And with Patricia saying that Francis had talked about changing the city as he sort of waltzed out of his art installation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... We have this moment of realization that he's going to put it into the water supply, except it's not. It's into the milk supply to be distributed by the milk floats uh, slowly but surely uh, as the milkmen do their morning rounds. Absolutely. We know this, John. Tea is a much more important uh, drink to people of Britain 
um, than a glass of water is. So, of course, it has to be milky tea as well. So, uh, <laughs> well, tea with milk in, let's say, yes. maybe not milky tea, but you will get to a wide range of people uh, across all of Britain if you give them something in their milk. Um, a really interesting uh, way of, of doing this. And again, do you know what it felt to me, actually, with, mm-hmm. the, with the dairy, with the milk floats, the milk supply, mm-hmm. what was it? Merry Cow Dairy was the name of it. Yeah. Um, it really felt Wallace and Gromacy, actually. Oh, I, like that, that scene of all the milk floats coming out of the, the dairy where the mm-hmm. milk is bottled and then seeing them around, um, Piccadilly Circus mm-hmm. and so on. I, I saw Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. yeah, it looked it looked very old. Uh, well, there was even the bit. Yeah, and there yeah. was even the big advert for the milk, mm-hmm. uh, the the dairy company as well yeah. on on the the billboard there at That's- Piccadilly. Circus. Yeah, I can see the Wallace and Gromit connection. The only thing that was going through my head is, do you remember the um, the uh, episode of Father Ted, uh, which was based on speed, <laughs> yeah. but it was speed on a milk float oh, yeah, going five miles an hour? Because that's what all I could think of was this delivery system that only goes at five or six miles an hour delivering milk house by house across across <laughs> London or across uh, across the UK. Yeah, uh, well, that and really that's made it. Laugh. Yeah. And the milk float being the vehicle that uh, transports the milk. Yes, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yes. Of course. Of because course. It's, it's an electric vehicle Mm -hmm. so that it makes no sound when uh, they're delivering at four o'clock in the morning exactly your bottle of milk to your doorstep yeah yeah oh i'm really excited uh for what happens out of this next episode definitely Uh, one of the things i will i will say i love about this episode is how much it's tied together i love that it's brought in things from the first arc of the story with virginia Devereaux, um things for the second arc arc of the story with the return of bet sykes here with all the pwe stuff that we saw uh throughout that that the third arc of the series and of course bringing back in thomas wayne and bringing back all yes. the cast together here in the uk and then of course a little cherry on top with peg sykes returning with baby julia uh loved loved, loved having all of this being brought together in, the, in episode nine if you ever think pennyworth or gotham weren't able to accomplish it they are able to do this every season if you think there's loads of strands to pull together they do a great job of pulling them all back together and this episode's a great example of that yep. really enjoyed it absolutely Good stuff. I think we're at the end of our points. Mm -hmm. Derek, any notes or quotes? Notes or quotes? The only quote that I have, and it's one I can't explain for the first time this season, the only quote I have um, is just that conversation between Alfie and the PWE, who is pretending to be Mary Pennyworth, um, where she's saying, oh, you can hardly tell the difference. Alfie says to her, I can. You're a fug. Right? (laughs) Now, I think... I can guess what he means there, uh, as in F ugly. Yes. It's what I think That's he means That's what I there. thought it meant. I did Google the hell out of it, tried everything from F.U.G to, um, to typing in the full phrase into Google and got absolutely no returns. So to our fellow governors, sorry, I can't explain what that is. It could also be something that Bruno Heller knew from his time living in London in the 60s and 70s. It may be a very local colloquialism. I don't know exactly what he means. And would be a little bit odd for him to say his mother looks effing ugly, um, I think, even if it is somebody else in, in her body. But no, but, he says that you can tell the difference. Mm, you're a fog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it, like to do with the eyes and so right. on. So he's saying... You may think you look like her, but you're not her. Right. Okay. We'll, you know? we'll try that. Hopefully, someone from behind the scenes of the show will contact us and tell us. Uh, maybe we 
if we had the subtitles, it said something different. That's what I heard. And I watched it back once or twice to see if I could get anything different out of it. But that's what I heard. Sorry, I can't have an explanation for our little uh, our little corner. Uh, that's the only one I picked up in this episode so that, uh, that could be uh, translated as we do our little translation corner. But if you saw <laughs> anything else, make sure you email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Uh, any other ones, any other quotes that you picked up? How about yourself, John? Anything that we haven't talked about or any other quotes no, or notes nothing from me. Oh, there is one other thing I wanted to point out. I mentioned it up front uh, for the episode, but just want to really put a fine point on it. Uh, I absolutely love Simon Magnanda's choice as Lucius Fox throughout the episode every time he's in time of trouble saying oh fudge instead of cursing because this show is not light on cursing. No. And he's the only character yeah. that does it. I think it's a really great choice to show. Yeah. Uh, Lucius is just a little bit above that um, or yeah. he's a little bit protected Definitely. from it, let's say. Uh, I think it's such a fun choice of Simon to, uh, to do that in the show. It's uh, really just uh, made me laugh each time. Uh, and let, yeah, let's pour one out for Jed, uh, who was the character, the first PWE we were introduced to this season, uh, who got killed uh, in his escape Absolutely. attempt. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Uh, I think that's it overall for the episode. John, how would you rate episode nine of Pennyworth, yeah. season three, Rag Trade? I really enjoyed this. I'd give it um, four fugly impersonators out <laughs> of five. All right, we'll uh, go with that. I loved how it just brought everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the reconnection of Sally and Dave Boy. Hallelujah, be praised. We have Bet Sykes back, um, back. in indomitable uh, form. Mm-hmm. I loved that Peggy came back um, smoking, weirdly watching um, <laughs> Sally and Dave Boy on the sofa. But she did on a sex shop last season. I know as well, she did. Yeah. I really do want to see um, the 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 old husband and wife couple that are her sort of uh, sort of BDSM slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that would really be the cherry on the top with Peggy Sykes coming back in. Never um, forget. I, absolutely. <laughs> I loved um, the scene. As I said, two scenes for me really popped. It was Martha and Thomas fighting, mm-hmm. and it was the whole um, sort of standoff uh, with uh, the doppelganger with Virginia Devereaux. Mm-hmm. It felt really tense. It felt like it added that underline to what's happened between Martha and Thomas after they were saying, you know, I don't know what to do mm-hmm. about this situation. And I think Thomas's sort of speech to Martha as he's going to pretend to kill her and as he turns the knife around it's almost you know this is where he's explaining himself and it's just really really well done Um, and I thought it was superb and Martha taking the headshot again Mm -hmm. it's like we'll draw a line under this you know effectively I am also a killer here yeah you know yeah. so i uh, love that so yeah four fugly impersonators or dare i say it, crispy experiments out of five nice um really enjoyed it nice i, I think this is probably my favorite episode this season but yeah of course you know it's the penultimate episode you couldn't have had this episode without all the setup that was there uh, to it but when pennyworth gets that balance right And when Gotham used to get that balance right of having these campy situations, but dealing with them in this really straight delivery, I think it works so well for this show and really shows why it deserves its place on DC TV. Yeah, definitely. Um, So good. So good. Really, really enjoyed it. Cannot wait to see how this season ends. But we're going to go back in time a little bit. 
Uh, we're going to go on to our Royal Mail feedback section where we're going to talk about some feedback on episode eight of Pennyworth, season yes, three. Um, we, Red Marauder. Yes, yeah. uh, we got an email through from Victor Von Doom on episode eight, Red Marauder. Victor says, greetings, Batverse. I must say the story gets better with every episode. Mm-hmm. The P-Dub hatred is ominously similar to the Marvel mutant situation and our own social reality. Mm. Alfie's breakfast with Mum and Roger was every bit as uncomfortable as it seemed. (laughs) There was a nice quip from Mrs. P, who said, Maybe I should kick you out, give you a push in the right direction. We're not finished yet. (laughs) Um, Dave Boy's parting from Sally was, for me, expected and sad. I don't believe Sally will let go easily. I don't understand Trisha's return. How can she advance the story? Is she destined to help Sally take down folks? Thomas must be overwhelmed covering his father's supposed death and covering his escape. Alfie and Dave Boy's women troubles ahead of mission played really well. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought... Who would have thought those two badasses would be laid so low? Sully, being a true leader, sniffed that out instantly. Captain Blighty's death was most dramatic and fitting. I'm sorry he won't be around to sort out General Thursday. Mm -hmm. I'm still hoping for Bet Sykes' return. At best, I can listen to Paloma's music and think on her character. My favourite quips from the episode, Dave Boy, I have killed Sally. If he is not a clown, I've never seen a circus. Loved this. <laughs> yeah, really good quote. And on the Sully team up, well, look at that. We're all bloody marvellous. <laughs> Cheerio Batverse, Victor Von Doom. Ah, oh, absolutely love Dave Boy's comments. Uh, quotes last week really, yeah, really good. They were, weren't they? Lots of what you're hoping to happen, Victor, happened in this episode. Uh, yeah, really good. Yeah. Nice predictions. Return of Beth Sykes. Yes, we won't have Captain Bloody around uh, to sort out Captain Thir- General Thursday, but does look like Beth Sykes might sort him out now. Yes, and I'd love to know, Victor, what you thought of old Peggy showing up as mm-hmm. well at the Queen Anne's Revenge. Yes, absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Victor. Hopefully we hear from you on the finale and on this episode uh, next week. Yeah, thanks, Victor. We also got an email in from Coffee and Vodka who says, Greetings, fellow Electrified Defenders. A solid outing with this episode. All plots forwarded except for Thomas, which we should see more of next episode, and quite a few jolts, so to speak. Although the Tea Party took the cake with Dr. Globe drowning in knives, Captain Troy's demise and final words to Alfie being to be a proper pop were touching. And even if he's going down in a blaze or bolt of glory was well telegraphed in the beginning with his desire to do just that. It felt natural, earned rather than coincidental. Dave Boy's narrow escape from masked hood might soften the blow of the breakup. Speaking of which, it felt as court of Elsie as it did folks. Again, all around a mad tea party with a scary hallucinogen. Pick a theory, any theory. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely know what you mean yeah. around the Court of Owls with the, the masks. It, mm-hmm. it really was. I think we mentioned that. We did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did. And I think you mentioned the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mad Hatter, another uh, villain for uh, for up- upcoming Batman in the future. So uh, so nice to have that in there too. Uh, Coffee of Vodka continues. Dr. Globe, Captain Troy, John Salt, Beth Sykes, killing characters and closing plots old and new must have something big on the horizon. Can hardly wait to see what they've got in store once folks has been dealt with. Do you think they'll clear up General Thursday's takeover of John Salt's pet project this season, or leave it as a cliffhanger? All told, a true pip-pip zap of an episode. 
five fatal face-offs, perfunctory proposals, and terrifying tea times out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. Oh, I absolutely love it. Um, yes, excellent stuff, coffee and vodka. And I love the question from coffee and vodka. Will they clear up General Thursday's takeover of John Salt's pet projects this season or leave it as a cliffhanger for the season? They didn't just clear it up this season. They've turned it into an entire episode this episode. <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, yeah, a whole segment of the episode dedicated to it. So I think it might all be cleaned up by the end of next episode as Beth uh, breaks and snaps necks uh, throughout uh, section seven. Yes, and while certain p- characters are not coming back, mm-hmm. we do see one uh, coming back uh, from, I guess, near death. If she did see the scientists and was hoping to be rescued, mm-hmm. um, certainly she was still uh, alive, great yes. to see Bet Sykes back. So I hope you love that return as well, Coffee and Vodka. Oh. Yeah, thanks so much. Lots and lots of twists and turns. Loved it. Thanks, Coffee yeah. and Vodka. Over on Facebook, uh, Jamie Lawson says, Goodbye, Gully. Mr. Chadley was right about health and safety issues. To to be honest, I've been to wakes in pubs, but at least the bodies were in coffins, mm-hmm. not just lying on a bar. Dave Boy got shot, sort of, at last. Yes. Very good, Jamie. Very good. Um, I've actually been to a, a wake or two uh, in, uh, in a pub uh, with a coffin in the pub. There's actually a bar in Dublin called the Morgue because of how many uh, wakes take pl- <laughs> took place there. It's actually because it's got a very dangerous road um, outside of a pub, which was never a good idea. Anyway, um, to your other point, a really good call out there from Jamie. Uh, Dave Boy got shot in the last episode. That's the first time, I think, Dave Boy's been taken out of action this season being shot. But it was a big trend throughout the first two yeah. seasons to have Dave Boy get a bullet um, and be taken out of action and live, uh, even when bullets uh, come very close to uh, to um, killing him. Yeah. Um, so uh, good catch there, Jamie. We didn't even call yes, it out last episode. Definitely but, uh, good catch. catch, Jamie. And thanks for the feedback as well. Absolutely. Good stuff. Absolutely. We want to hear more. We want to hear all the thoughts about the nine episodes so far in Pennyworth this season. Email them all into us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Even if you're listening in a couple of months' time, we'd still love to hear your thoughts. So uh, keep emailing us in there or pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Spoiler post up there and the podcast post will be up there as well if you want to comment uh, any thoughts that you have on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, fellow governors, for joining us. Make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast Mm -hmm. over on your podcast catcher of choice. You can also support us by sharing the podcast because, of course, sharing the podcast is sharing the love. love. We're also over on patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries and buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI. But we will be back for the finale of Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 10, Highland Wedding. <sighs> you see, I said I wasn't, wouldn't speculate and said I wouldn't connect it, but I did see this mm. name earlier on in the season. So I've always tried to work out who was this getting married. Turns out it's just a very famous horse, very famous yes. racehorse. That's all, that's all that is. But it's an entirely possible that we could have Dave Boy getting married to Sally, since he's from Scotland, in the Highlands. Uh, there could be a, a wedding up there. It could be a double wedding with Sandra and Alfie as well. Yeah. Um, or it could have absolutely no weddings at all in the finale. <laughs> um, that would be very, uh, very like um, Bruno Heller to uh, to have absolutely no connection. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in the finale. Yes, so am I. So am I. <laughs> we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for joining us once again for a chat about Pennyworth.
Yeah, as always, thank you so much, fellow governors, for joining us for our discussion of Pennyworth. Uh, can't wait to chat to you again. But in the meantime, keep watching, keep listening, and stay crispy. Bye. Bye.